Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Wine. I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> 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 Hello, and welcome to the official Broad podcast where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plopskin. Please come home for Christmas. I still believe in Santa Claus, so there is a Santa Claus. So if you're having a hard candy Christmas, Get into the awards ceremony. Joining us today, the usual eight days of Hanukkah, including Kevin. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag, Jager. Always. The man with the bag is everything. Kimberly, our puppies are forever game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Hello. Puppies are forever? Puppies are forever. Uh, And with us are two incredibly delightful people. One has been on the pod before, but you may have seen him in Xanadu, Wicked, uh, defeating Miss Spears, that's the name of his future autobiography, or cutting Kevin's hair to prep him for the pageant lifestyle. The other is a new guest that we can't wait to make our new best friend with a truly unbelievable voice. You're going to love her, and I wrote that in all caps as I'm reading this. Um, let's give a big, broad-waisted welcome to Friends of the Show. Friends of the Show. Friends of the Ma- Show. Marty Thomas and Marissa Rosie. Welcome. Thanks. Marissa, we are so... Marty has talked about... Before and after, and maybe even during our previous episode, Marty just like wouldn't stop talking about you. So we are so thrilled to actually have you on the podcast. So, uh, and and Marty, thanks for coming back, I guess. And I told Marty this story. (laughs) I told Marty this story, but the first, when I first moved to New York City, um, the first thing I did the first weekend I was here was I bought a ticket to see Bear when it was playing off Broadway at New World Station. And I went and saw Bear, and then as I was leaving, I was just by myself, it was my first weekend, and the two of you were standing out outside of like the cabaret space they had there, and they were like, yeah. come into our show, you, you, right there, come into our show, and I was like, okay, and so like my first weekend in New York City, I got to see Bear Off-Broadway, which is like a big show <laughs> that I love, and then I saw the two of you do a cabaret. Which is a big show for you it that is. you love. <laughs> as well the marty and marissa happy hour yeah production value same budget <laughs> <laughs> same oppressive producers Perfect. <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us um and as we begin every episode what are you drinking what are you drinking you're gonna love this yes <laughs> oh hold on hold on i want mine I'm out. It's we so totally good. We totally introduced you to the Hudson Maple. It's so oh, good. Oh, yes. For people who aren't, who aren't watching, what is it? <gasps> yes, it's the Hudson Baby Bourbon Whiskey. Nice. So I went up to the Catskills a couple weekends ago. Um, and uh, on like the way back, we stopped at the uh, distillery. Um, so I would highly, no, there's no tours. You, literally, you have to, you do a, um, a curbside pickup right now, but they were delightful to work with. And um, I would definitely highly suggest um, going up there. It's a beautiful like space that they have up there. And uh, I picked up this, uh, the do the right thing with their new branding. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that is new branding. Um, yeah. No, I fell in love with it doing uh, the podcast with you guys last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my boyfriend in went out person. and got it for me. And we've been keeping it stocked ever since. Awesome. It's so good. Yeah, it is. Marissa, what are you drinking? Well, I'm a really fancy drinker. Like, I drink, like, once a year. Um, so, But I wanted to keep in the whiskey vein. So I'm having, like, a little bit of... Jameson in a Russian doll glass mixed with crystal light because I'm classy. Yeah. Uh, that's incredible. That's, yeah, a, that's a mantra right there. Yeah. Also, cool. that glass is so good. It's the Russian dolls. I've got a bunch of different sizes, but I wasn't sure if we were like shooting or sipping. So I feel like this does both. Yeah, I was wrestling. I was either going to do the Hudson Baby Bourbon or I was going to put some vodka in a Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, 100%. it's just 
forever o'clock for me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't need 2020 to get trashy. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. My mom uh, used to make um, what she would call a white trash Russian, which was just some vodka and a yoo-hoo. <laughs> wow. I'm obsessed with that. That's I won't awesome. drink it, but I'm obsessed with that. <laughs> yeah, <that's delicious. laughs> Kevin, uh, are you drinking some uh, wine from the grapes of Florida? I am. So I, so I just got off my 18-hour um, sleeper train trip to Florida because my parents thought that it would be safer to take a sleeper car train than to take an airplane to come home during the pandemic. So I was in my own private room in a train for 18 hours seeing the the entire country go by. Um, (laughs) That's so many hours. It's so long. And (laughs) my room had like a pull down bed. So like I slept for a while. It was like insane. But the good thing about that is I'm home with my parents with their super expensive wine cellar. So I'm drinking like nice wine. So like that's really nice. Did Madame Pomfrey bring by the treat cart? <laughs> with <laughs> dumping frogs? There was like an attendant who was taking care of me who like took a turn down my bed and all that stuff. And I made like three Hogwarts jokes and they all went over his head. And I was like, great. Okay, never mind. Oh, good. This is good. <laughs> 18 hours. Yeah, I, I was like, is the trolley cart coming with like the, like the, all the, the different tastes? I want to get one of those frogs. And he was like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. There's a dining cart. I was like, no, it's like, Hogwarts Express. He was like, no, this is Amtrak. And I was like, <laughs> oh no. I understand. <laughs> Great. And Kimberly, what are you drinking? I have my favorite Bar Hill gin and tonic. What a fancy and glass. A squeeze of lime. Well, again, I just moved and I have rediscovered all of my glassware. And I was like, sure. I haven't used this cup in four years. So here it is. I call awesome. those grown-up glasses, like fancy yeah. glasses for events. That you just feel like company. it's not quite as fancy as a wine glass, but it's better than a cup. Sure. Yeah, you know? sure. Mm-hmm. Kimberly and her chalice over there. <laughs> her chalice. I wonder, like, this probably has a name. Like, is it a Pilsner glass? Uh, my mom would have called it a dessert glass. She definitely would have layered whipped cream and <laughs> It's a parfait. It's a, a gin and tonic parfait. It's a perfect yeah. cup, but my mom would have called it a dessert glass. <laughs> I'm obsessed um, And then I'm sipping on the Hudson whiskey that do the rye thing. And then I, uh, you know, I have a blue moon because that's just where I am right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, great. Balance. Balance. Um, balance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, thanks for joining us. You're joining us because we like you, but also because we want to talk about something specific. You two have a holiday album coming out, and we here on Broadwaysted are pro holiday albums. Um, yeah. We love them. We eat them up. We love holiday music more than anything in the whole entire world. Um, and so we would love to kind of so for those of you um, listening and, and watching, I guess. Um, uh, all of our my intro were all the songs uh, off of your um, album, um, including is that the your is that the uh, uh, a cover of the Sia song? It is. Oh my god, I love that's like my favorite album of all time. We call um, it a re-exploration rather than. I love it. <laughs> Puppies are forever, not just for Christmas. Yeah. Um, but um, I would love to hear about what it takes to create a perfect Christmas album. Where did you get, what are your favorite albums? Where did you get inspiration from? How did you choose the track list? You wrote some of the songs, you've covered some of the songs. I want to hear your, your whole process because we've never actually talked about Christmas albums, I think on the, uh, on the podcast. And I'm very interested in your your process. I think there are two schools of thought when launching into the process of a Christmas album. I feel like there's like the Gwen Stefani approach where you take the same 12 songs that everybody else has recorded and Mm. the same horn section and you just say, whatever. Or there's like the Carpenter's version where you take classic Christmas songs and a new stamp on it. And then there's like the Robbie Williams approach of making all new holiday music. Mm -hmm. I wanted to fall somewhere in the middle. I didn't want to do the standard 
everybody has done this song 9,000 times songs, but I also um, wanted every song to feel familiar because it is my very first holiday album and I've always wanted to make one. So we went through a very specific Spotify playlist, narrowing down music until we uh, came up with uh, our general concept for this album. But I also just want to bring attention to how it started. Um, Marty and I did a duet of a song called There is a Santa Claus, which is on the album from the musical Elf. Um, we did it at Joe's right. Pub a uh, bunch of years ago with our good friends, Amy Lynn and the Gun Show. And we just sometimes the video resurfaces on YouTube and Marty was like, oh, I love that song. We, you know, I have to put that on like a Christmas album. So the first phone call was, do you want to do this song on my Christmas album? And I was like, absolutely, of course, that'd be so fun. And then the next day, him and I were doing an entire album. I just missed the memo real quickly. Marissa, <laughs> 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 is that friendship with Marty where you're like, yeah, I could do that one thing. And so I'm like, oh, we're doing an album. Okay. Right. I'm pretty sure you just made like the description if it were in a dictionary. Yeah. But you <laughs> yeah. just do it because she's a good time gal and she knows what she wants. And by she, I mean Marty. And it's, I mean, he's always 16 steps ahead of everyone. Um, and so he already has all these things in his head. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. I have always loved Christmas and holiday and every kind of music. And why not do it with my best friend who I love singing with? So, yeah. We've done several board. Christmas concerts together with our diva show that we did for eight years. And over the years, we've done so many duets. Uh, it was just something we were excited that I was very excited to do. And uh, Marissa is a good time gal. So she's easy to talk into having more fun. Yeah. Oh. Cool. You guys, you, you, like, like we talked about the game, like I saw you guys doing your show when you were doing like a cabaret at New World Stages. Like how did, I would love to just hear, how did the two of you meet? Like how did this friendship start? You go, Marissa. <laughs> All with me? Darn it. All right, I'll give you the short. She says that my version is falsified. So I just say, your story, <laughs> Mother Goose, tell it like it is. No, no. <laughs> we, I think you're muted, Brian. Yeah, Brian, so, you are muted, and you're talking very animatedly. I know, and oh. I want to know what you're saying. Uh, I was going to say, we should kick Marty out of the conversation, have Marissa no, no, describe no. it, and then kick Marissa out and have Marty describe it. Brian, <laughs> you are the host. You can nightmare before Christmas. The only difference well, would hear. be... No, no, no. The only difference would be, like, who is a better dancer and, like, who's prettier. There's not... The story is still the story. Like... So very, very, very long story, still probably long. Um, I was uh, coming from a callback with a friend of mine and we were excited. So we wanted to celebrate one evening. And she was like, my friend is singing at a bar called Therapy. And I was like, oh, cool. And I, I always say, Marty doesn't believe this, but that was like one of the first gay bars I've ever been to. But he didn't. Liar. He no, 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 no. He thinks I was like born in a gay bar, but I was not. I promise. Deb, Deb has hardly been to any gay bars. Deb is my mother. You will hear her a lot. So... I go, we go to therapy and Rochelle Rack, the diva of all divas, is dancing and singing and doing a show there. And it is a snowstorm. It's like middle of February, 2011, I want to say. And then my friends are like, let's go 10. No, it's, it was 11. Whatever. Yeah, this is where we differ. So my friends are like, let's go across the street to this new bar, industry bar. And it was like brand new opening. And we were, um, oh, wow. I can't imagine industry bar, like shiny and new. <laughs> It started out dull and crispy. <laughs> it, was, it was just new. So we were, you know, whatever, having great time. And there's the iconic pool table at the front of the bar. And my friends and I were doing our favorite dance, which is the stanked face lunge, like the this. Couldn't tell you what song. And I look across the pool table and there is a very handsome homosexual doing the same dance. I'll give you a couple of guesses who it was. And we both just like clocked each other and we were like, yes. And we ran over to each other and did that thing where we're like, I love you. I love you. We were Facebook friends. We were, you know, all that stuff that you do My when you first meet eight. someone. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Like almost friendster. And um, so we became all, all these friends. And then Marty at the time was in my big gay Italian wedding off Broadway and little did we know that my callback was for my big gay Italian wedding that day. Mm -hmm. And I had booked the show and I was going to see the show before I got up, put into the show. See how many times I could say show. 
And I think it was right after the performance, was it, Marty? Before. That I saw you? Before the I performance? Was, I was arriving right at half hour and I walk into the lobby and see her and I'm like, you, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm telling the story now. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were taking the story. You can have it if you want. Nope. Take well, it what he said was, are you here to see me? And ask me that now and I would have been like, girl. Then I was like, oh, maybe I am. Um, <laughs> but I did not know he was in the show. And I go, oh, I'll tell you about it later. And then we literally saw each other at my put-in that first night because you get like wow. the day of. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest is kind of history. Well, it's then we found so... out that we lived nine blocks away oh, yeah. from each other. And went, and went to, to the same gym, gym. And basically had the same schedule all day, every day. So um, it was an immediate best friend move-in situation. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we would have slumber parties and play 20 questions to get to know each other and drink really, really fancy Smirnoff ice. And, <laughs> you know, that's, it, that's kind of it. And uh, my world was forever changed with Marty Thomas. That's so awesome. And yeah. I'm assuming a lot of that chemistry is like pooled into the album. Oh, absolutely. The album, I am really, I'm really proud of what the album became because I really wanted it to be, you know, obviously you think from a business stance, you want things to be branded and you want things to be recognizably you, but mm-hmm. mine and Marissa's friendships branding on this album is palpable. Cool. And it's exciting because I've never released an album. Mm. I've been on people's albums. I've been on demos and things like that. But this is my first, like, this is mine. And so I'm really, I'm really excited. Because you were, you're also on, you're on Jessica Vosk's incredibly successful album. And you did a tour with her as well, right? Like the the mini tour that she did with the album as well. Right now Jessica Vosk is on our soon to be incredibly successful album. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And you have some other like pretty like it's the ba- I saw the track listing and and all that the balance of you know the 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 duets and and solos and thing and and then all of your um, guests is very very impressive um, um, some really wonderful guests to kind of support what you two are doing on there it's very very cool yeah we thought so too and it, the neat thing was that um, our guests like really have become giant names within the industry but they're our our best friends i've got three dogs and a boyfriend who won't sit down sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) i've got um uh that every one of the guest artists were are in our immediate friend circle like our go-to phone calls so that also made it really special Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah that's so wonderful um but i guess um I didn't actually, so it's called the award-winning holiday album. I didn't actually say the name. Um, We'll get into more about the album, um, but you can get it in December. Um, You can find it wherever um, you can get music. So Apple, uh, Spotify and Apple Music. Is that, okay, I'm never going to get used to that. sites. Yeah, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Brian Um, does not like not saying iTunes. Yeah, it's just so easy. Why do I want to say Apple Music? Um, but, uh, and then you can get more information if you go to at Marty and Marissa on, um, Instagram, but if you go into the notes in this episode, uh, we're going to link you to them so that you can get all that information, that good information. Um, you could also get some good information in Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. Kevin's corner. Welcome to Kevin's corner where I have, um, Today is going to be a quiz for you guys because obviously you made a holiday album, so you're like the geniuses of every single holiday song ever. So we're going to do a holiday album quiz. And the way this is going to work is I'm going to ask both of you so uh, you two can work together. But if you don't think you can get the answer, you're allowed to phone a friend being Brian or Kimberly. So you can't use both. <laughs> use one of them as your lifeline if you need to. So we're going to see how this goes. Some of these like really surprised me and there's some super fun facts. So let's see how this goes. Question one. This holiday song was written by an organist at a a Unitarian church 
and performed during a Thanksgiving concert. So it's actually supposed to be a Thanksgiving song. It's also the first song to ever be broadcast from space. What? Um, <laughs> you really gave us the easy ones here, Kevin. Winter Wonderland. So <laughs> I mean, that's a good guess. Do you guys want to? Do you want to phone a friend and see if, if your two friends might know better than you? They won't know. <laughs> <laughs> Try mean, Brian. Brian looks at least pensive. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> the first song broadcast from space. That's what was the first half of that question? It was written by an organist, a Unitarian church for a Thanksgiving concert. Thanksgiving concert. Like I'm trying to think of like the timeline of the first space travel Uh and when music would have been played in space. And I'm like silver bells, like a. uh, You're really. Is that it? Jingle bells. Jingle bells. Jingle bells was the first song broadcast in space. Barbara Streisand is an astronaut. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Why would Jingle Bells be about Thanksgiving? (laughs) Right. I I don't know. I don't know, but it was the first Thanksgiving song. Um, Next question. Question two. And last. Many Many Christmas songs were actually written by Jewish songwriters. Yeah, they were. That's why I love them. And so we're going to pan alley, baby. Including this major classic by Irving Berlin. Happy Holidays. White Christmas. There it is, Marissa. White Christmas. A children's favorite written by Johnny Marks. Um, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There it is. We didn't get a hint at all. <laughs> I saw Mommy Kissing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's a, that's a very different song. That'll be on our next album. And this song that sounds like the famous Frozen song. Um, Let It Snow. Correct. Yeah? That was written by Jewel Stein and Sammy Kahn. All right, question three. We're only on three? (laughs) (laughs) That's a (laughs) three-parter. This Holiday Carol was written by Mel Torme and Bob Wells during the summer heat wave of 1944. They wrote it to distract themselves from how intensely hot it was. Um, the weather outside is frightful. This is uh, the big hint is Mel Torme. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. He said who it is. He originally sang this song. Oh, I know. I think. Oh I know no. And this song is so pretentious, it like labels itself as like the quintessential song. The Christmas song? There it is. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Chestnuts. Is, is that, that the is Christmas the song? That's the Christmas song. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, oh. Oh, I don't think I knew it was called the Christmas song. I always thought it was, I, I guess I just, cool. It's, it's got a parenthesis. The Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on Open. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it's always different. 100%. But oh, I always that? think of Nat King Cole. I don't think of Mel Torme. Oh, you know, Mel yeah, Torme that's who I think of too. I also thought you were talking about Melissa Torme, and I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this holiday song, Sorry Mariah, is the best-selling single of all time. All I Want for Christmas. No, it's not he Mariah. Said, Sorry, oh, Mariah. not by Mariah. Yeah, it's the best-selling Christmas song of they, all time. They aren't really sure how many albums it sold because when it was released, they weren't keeping track as scientifically as they do now. But so they old. The Guinness Book of World Records thinks that this has sold over 50 million copies. I mean, my brain says I need to go further back, but my heart wants to say Merry Christmas, darling. You want to go further back. Your, your brain's okay. right. Okay. How far back are we talking? Um, greatest selling Christmas song of is, all time besides it's a Mariah Carey. specific song recorded by a specific man who is a star of radio and Hollywood. I'm going to phone a friend. Um, Kimberly says she's going to as well. So, Brian? (laughs) Is it, my guess is White Christmas. I do. Recorded by who? Bing Crosby? Is it? That's correct. Is it the Bing Crosby? We got there together. Yay. High five. Virtual high five. (laughs) (laughs) Next one. If you are a real Christmas music buff... You'll recognize the name Thurl Ro- uh, Ravenscroft. 
Is he, she a Hufflepuff? Is <laughs> 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 the singer behind "You're You're a Mean One," Mr. Grinch? Oh. So the narrator was was who actually reads it in the classic stories, Boris Karloff, but he couldn't sing, so they hired Ra- uh, Ravenscroft to sing the song. Besides your mean one, Mr. Mr. Grinch, his other claim to fame is his very famous voiceover work. Mm-hmm. He is the voice of what anthropomorphic pop culture brand icon? I know this and I can't remember. And I, I, this one I actually know if you need help. Okay. Um, he's the voice. Uh, oh. I mean, you used a lot of words that I would have to look yeah. up. So anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic means it's an animal that like talks and speaks and moves like a person. Oh, those are my favorite movies. Um, is he the abominable snowman? So this is the, he's a brand. So he's a brand. This is like a famous he's like Tony the Tiger or something. Yes, oh, I was great. gonna say I was gonna say Thundercats, which was surprisingly close. The guy that says you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, is the same guy that's they're great. Wow, he was booked and he, blessed. Yeah. So good at this game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, Mendelssohn composed the music for Hark the Herald Angels Sing mm-hmm. originally as a, can- a cantata to commemorate this inventor for his game-changing invention. I'm sure Jack Kelly and the Newsies would approve. The news press? The printer press? The printing press. And who, okay. do they know who invented that? Steve um, Gutenberg. It had to be. It's Johann Gutenberg, but you're close. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> the guy from Police Academy and Cocoon did not invent the printer. <laughs> you don't know his he's, life. <laughs> he's also on a new show called Holy Moly about internationally famous oh, uh, yeah. mini golfers, and we watch it every day. We are so familiar. <laughs> I love Holy Moly. So this podcast Feinberg. is pro Holy Moly. Feinberg <laughs> is like the uh, the the Steve uh, the Simon Cowell of that show. He's oh my god, show because he's mean to the divers. Yeah, but really, just that one hot diver who never gets a chance to play. It's really rude. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. What a the, good show. The uncut version of the Hanukkah song differs from the edited version in regards to one line. The final version sung on SNL was the edited version that in which Adam Sandler sings, drink your gin and tonica, but don't do this. But in the unedited radio version, he sings, drink your gin and tonica and blank. Smoke your marijuana. That is correct. So in the, on, on SNL, they forced them to say, don't smoke marijuana because it was on TV. But then right. the actual album they released, it says Smoke Your Marijuana. Man, talk about an album that had an influential impact on me as a young person. That al- I loved that album. That album, his first one, What the Hell Happened to Me or whatever it is. The whole, like, oh man. I don't know if it holds up, but I remember like, like freaking middle school Brian just like living for that. <laughs> Look how confused Marty looks. He's like, Brian <laughs> Carey does not sing that. <laughs> I've literally never heard Mariah even talk about the Hanukkah song. <laughs> this is Please weird. imagine Mariah Carey singing the Hanukkah song. Well, we need a yeah. we need a That's new we need a new Hanukkah song where he pops in uh, Kamala's new uh, Kamala's husband, <laughs> oh, second gentleman. He updates it frequently. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Put on your Hanukkah for our vice president Kamala. <laughs> <laughs> and this, Fitz. this is her husband. Still a Jew. Yep. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Clink. Happy Hanukkah. We definitely threw a Hanukkah bop uh, on our record. It was super important for me to have a Hanukkah song on the record. And um, I had loved this song forever uh, by Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings. They had done this like real down tempo sort of R&B sing-along called Eight Days of Hanukkah. And we uh, took it and added the disco beat and um, gave Marissa her first dance anthem with Eight Days of Hanukkah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. A good, a good like, 
Hanukkah song, like a like that. I, I feel like a good Hanukkah song is like that second act, like wacky number that like gets you like back into it, and then you're and then you're back to like the emotional Christmas stuff. Like that's like I don't know. I I don't know if that song has a term, but I love it. I like the wacky Hanukkah song. This one is definitely. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe this has a wacky side, but I think this is like a a floor filler. This one, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I, less wacky and more just like everyone perks up. Started. It's like the change. It's the change in tone that the makes you palate cleanser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Wacky is not the right word for sure. The bonus song on the album, "Year Song," is the angel in like the big gay musical. <laughs> Next year, that would be great. <laughs> Because <laughs> that was what I was thinking the entire time I was watching your cabaret that first weekend I moved here. Is I was like, oh my god, that's the man from the big gay musical. <laughs> <laughs> I get that from people that don't even know about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> they just assume there's some big gay musical somewhere that I have escaped from. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Marissa, you. Yeah. This past season, you had a really awesome experience. You got to make your Broadway debut, correct? I did. And it wasn't just like a whatever Broadway debut of like a play or like a little show. It was like Kristen Chenoweth's show. Yeah, she's kind of a big deal. People know her. What was that like to make your Broadway debut in such an intimate, like small grouping for Kristen's show? Um, Insane. It was nuts. Um... I always say that, you know, everyone has this dream of how they're going to make their, their debut. And, uh, I knew that I was going to make it in a very unique way because, you know, shows, shows are not always written for an exact version of myself. So I knew that like, it was either going to be a special piece written for me or the weirdest thing that could ever exist. And this was it. This was the most perfect, weird, wacky, wonderful, uh, experience that kind of meshed my theater life and my Marty Thomas Diva life together, which has been my life for the past 10 years. So I got to make my debut alongside Kristen and uh, Crystal Monet Hall, a la kind of oh. Bette Midler and the Harlots. And we put a show together called For the Girls. And uh, before I knew it, it was opening night and uh, Marty was weeping in the audience. So <laughs> I... Allegedly, (laughs) (laughs) front row. I bet. I mean, what was what was that experience like? Was it in versus like in terms of your expectation? Because you talked about like imagining it and figuring out what it was going to be, and then now you're living it. What was your experience like? Expectation versus reality. Um, And can you talk us through kind of those feelings of opening night? For sure, it was it was nothing like what I thought it would be. Um, and everything I thought it would be kind of in that kind of vein. Um, I expect you expect to book a show and then rehearse it for a little bit and follow people around that maybe who have already been in the role, you know, have put in rehearsals, uh, and then, you know, your opening night, this Mm -hmm. was, um, kind of one of those moments that not to bring it down a notch, but it really helps to be really kind to people and do a great job every time you're hired to do something because I booked this job through the unbelievable Mary Mitchell Campbell, Hmm. um, music director extraordinaire. Sure. And we worked together on Jessica's album and we've done a couple of events for her um, amazing organization, a step artist driving to end poverty. So I got a phone call. I was on the phone with my agent one night because she likes to talk really late at night and it was like midnight 30 and I see that Mary Mitchell's calling me and I was like, um, I was like, I gotta go. She's like, why? I was like, Mary Mitchell's calling. She's like, bye. <laughs> she just hung up cause she knows. And I was like, hello, thought I was in trouble. And, uh, she's like, Hey, Mars. And I was like, Hey, how's it going? And she's like, Oh, just driving. Blah, blah. And I was like, super cool. She's like, so do you want to sing with Kristen Chenoweth on Broadway in like 10 minutes? And I was like, what? It was the weird, like, you think you're going to have 20 callbacks for a show and it's going to be, you know, we just prepare ourselves for these, these expectations, like you're saying. And the next thing I knew, my first day of rehearsal was also Kristen's press day. So Crystal and I came in at 10 a.m. and learned music with Mary Mitchell for like 
<laughs> two hours. Um, and then walked into a room filled with cameras um, from Broadway World, Broadway.com, Playbill, ABC, blah, 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 everyone you can imagine. All in the corner with a camcorder, like all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, uh, no. <laughs> my first day of rehearsal. And from then on, it was just fast and furious. And I, I'm, I don't cry a lot, but I, I get very emotional. I'm like a very sentimental person. Mm-hmm. I did not cry. Marty, be nice. Um, so Allegedly. <laughs> I didn't cry until after opening night. Like, I don't think I sure. mentally had the capacity to take in everything that was happening. Uh, was that a blackout then, situation or do you remember it? I remember every minute. Cool. It was insane. There was a moment in the show, a lot of moments in the show. Kristen is one of those humans that's like, here's my tiny spotlight. There's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. So we were like constantly just like, she liked having us with her and we loved being there with her. But mm-hmm. um, we were singing one of her holiday songs that she had written. We were sitting all the way downstage just on stools. And she asked Crystal about, you know, her Broadway debut. And Crystal had made her Broadway debut in Rent in that same theater bajillion years ago. Amazing. And then she's like, Marissa, what is your best theatrical experience? And I was like, making my Broadway debut tonight. And the audience was crazy. And I was, then I was like, how am I not weeping? Okay, makeup, don't do it. Um, <laughs> and it just, every night was just magical. And then we were on tour. And now I get to say that I tour with Kristen. And uh, it's just, it's crazy and amazing. So, I, I, I know this sounds cheesy, but I mean it this way. And I want to say it like, Kristen should be happy that she gets to say she toured with you because like you have one of the most incredible voices. And I know that for a big part of your career, you've been using that incredible talent to boost people that you care about, like Jessica and stuff like that. But it's so exciting Sorry. to see you kind of, and, and Marty for a little bit, but I mean, I know with Marty, you guys had more of like an even playing field in your shows um, since I saw it in 2012. But um yeah. it's so exciting because like you're really like an unbelievably talented performer and it's so exciting to see you step into the light we've talked to marty about his amazing albums that he's done and like it's also so exciting that marty's doing a a christmas album so i don't want to leave you out but it's just it's so exciting that marissa is like stepping in and owning because you're so talented i agree that really means a lot and i mean as much as it pains me to give marty compliments in public in general he (laughs) I couldn't have been prepared for that particular moment in my life without all the, the guidance that Marty has given to me through just life through diva teaching me how to really break away from that musical theater world and enjoy being me on stage without having to play a character. Uh, And I, I just, every moment that he has prepared me got me to that moment on that Broadway stage. So we're going to cut that so that doesn't get out into the public. So don't worry. Okay. As long as I just wanted him to cry. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Um, one more question for you, Marissa. We usually, yeah. when we have someone incredible like you on the podcast, we asked um, typically about any advice you have for young singers um, in terms of um, uh, what you think are some, maybe not even vocally, but mentally and, and, and physically kind of taking care of yourself. Like what are some advice you would give to young singers who are trying to do everything, do one thing, I guess from, from a, from a singer's perspective who, who takes care of themselves and, and, and really um, can do anything on the drop of a, a hat. Um, I'd say you're never done learning, like learn as much as you possibly can even, you know, take classes, as much as you can learn different instruments, learn theory, please learn how to read music. Your life will be so much easier. Uh, I promise the amount of times I've walked into a room and have been hired because I can read what's on the page is insane. Um, And I would just listen to your body. Uh, We all push ourselves beyond, especially, you know, in this world and during 2020 and, and listen to yourself. Uh, if, if your voice says that, or your body says it doesn't want to go any further, sometimes you really have to listen to it. Um, but I try to warm up every single day. I know some people don't need to warm up and they are blessed in that sense. But even when I'm not singing, I do try to do some sort of vocal or physical warm up, whether it be mm-hmm. stretching or just singing through something. Um, and just keep it, keep it fresh, you know, especially during the pandemic, we're not all using our instruments every day, the way that we're normally are. So it's very easy to get hurt. But I would say as a young person, just keep learning. 
and don't stop. Ethel Merman said, if you're warming it up, you're wearing it out. I know. And I have to every day not listen to Ethel Merman. (laughs) (laughs) I defy you, Ethel. I will warm up. Every day. Defying Merman (laughs) is the end of her act one closer. (laughs) (laughs) What a good quote. Uh, I want that to to be like the title of your like bio. Like like your bio. Defying Merman, the Marissa Rosen story. You know she'll come like back from the dead and she'll be like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, she won't pull punches. That girl (laughs) should we uh should we play a game? Absolutely. I don't know. I would love to say, just for the record, I would love to be able to say that I got punched by Ethel Merman. Like what an honest badge of honor. There are a couple of people that I'd be like, just, just do it. Just like, you know, like, it's like that that uh, the story that Elaine Stritch tells when she was uh, Ethel Merman's understudy, and there was a guy screaming in the audience who was drunk, and Ethel Merman like hit her like penultimate note in a belting number, walked off stage, went into the audience, grabbed the man by his like shirt dragged him out of the theater and threw him out the door, walked back through the backstage, back on stage, took center stage and hit the belt note at like the end of the number and the entire audience erupted. And I'm like, that's what Marissa is going to do one day. That's gold if I've ever thought of it. <laughs> Come on, Merman. Yeah. Merman. <sighs> Amazing. Let's play a game. All okay. Right. I have a little holiday plot points for us yeah um if you've never played this game i have two lists in front of me one is a list of 90s uh christmas movies and one is a list of just random pulls from the top 10 christmas songs um when it is your turn you'll get one of each and to the tune of the christmas song give us the plot of the movie and then we all have to guess what your two were and everyone looks terrified just like i like them so Kevin gets to start. All right, cool. <laughs> um, okay, since we are not all in a room together to pull pieces of paper from the middle of the table, um, Kevin, give me two numbers from one through five. Uh, three and five. Okay. I you almost said send three. This to everyone, just send it to Kevin. I almost sent your clues to everybody. So okay, <laughs> do it, please. We've all made Zoom mistakes in the chat, guys. A PSA that whoever hosts the meeting can read all the chats, even the private ones. Oh, I, the second one you sent me, I don't know what that is. Ugh, fine. I'll give you the one ahead of it. I don't, it might not be the real title of that song. I think I know what this is. Okay, we're going to see, cool. we're gonna see if I have the right tune. This is the hint. Um, Okay. Uh, okay. Um, outside the, it's Tim the Tool Man Taylor, who is the big guy with a white beard, and he is flying in this thing it's, to spring. It's, um, it's the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Sleigh ride? Yes. Yeah. That's it. Right. <laughs> That's right. The Santa oh, Claus and Sleigh yeah. ride. Is the game over yet? (laughs) Marty got it right, so it's his turn. Marty, two numbers from one through five. Um, Two and three. The pressure. So much pressure. (laughs) Under pressure. The Santa Claus is a great film. It's my favorite of all time. Bernard the Elf is a great character. Also, S.C. Scott Calvin. My dad's initials are S.C. And I would always mm. do that to him on Christmas. S.C. Steve Cooper. You can be Santa Claus. Mm. Except he's Jewish. <laughs> 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 so, no. Kiss <laughs> your dreams, S.C. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's there. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... <clears throat> 
We're all headed for the airport. There is something wrong. I forgot my son in his bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's definitely home alone. And have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yes. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that was good, Marty. All right. Thank you. Marissa, you got it right. It is your turn. Two numbers, oh, one through five. I've answered. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Judy Garland could also have sang Marty's version of that song, and it would have been <laughs> We definitely have a Home Alone reference on the record. I, I'd love mm-hmm. it if you guys would let us know if you find it. Oh, I'm well, excited. now there's a challenge. So yeah, I'm there's a challenge. Oh. I'll keep that um, challenge somewhere in my memory. Oh, good one. One and four. Okay. Uh. One and oh gosh, four. Oh gosh. A nerve wracking. Do you see okay. that in chat? Okay. Yeah, I just pretended not to. Hold on. <laughs> Kill all the time you need. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's just try it. Okay. Um, I was written by Tim Burton. Nightmare and Before Christmas, my- all I want for oh. Christmas is you. Yeah. <laughs> that is friendship. This nerdy. <laughs> that was so good. I mean, it's okay, Thanks. Brian needs a turn. Two numbers. Sure. Uh, just give me whatever you want. Okay. Oh. I don't remember what numbers people chose. <laughs> That's fair. You get five and two. Nice. Okay, five and two. Five and two. Um, uh, okay. Um, uh, this ballet is uh, full of rats. This ballet. It's Christmas and uh, Nutcracker. Nutcracker. Yeah, I, that's the only hook I knew from last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing you knew about the Nutcracker, apparently. No, I knew more about the Nutcracker. but uh, The Nutcracker? Huh? There was a movie in the 90s of the Nutcracker? Um, Starring Macaulay Culkin. What? As the prince. Did no one else have this on VHS and watch it between cats in Oklahoma? Guys. <laughs> 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 That sentence that me? specific. That sentence <laughs> very, very specific. specific category of human. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Okay, so I have the last two, which okay. is also maybe this VHS was also in the rotation. We'll see. Um, oh, but I only know the line with the title in it. Great. Let's hear it. Cool. Um, everybody's trying to see if Santa is real. And there's the little girl from Matilda. Oh, it's Miracle on 34th Street. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody's waiting for the Macy's Parade. Is that the man in the sleigh? Close. Man with the bag? Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, you were giving me, like, definitely, like, locomotion vibes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I could, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody's locomotion too. brand new dance now. I was, like, totally. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag now. Um, my first dance recital was to the locomotion, and we all wore, like, train conductor hats. Yes. Uh, that was, you were raised right. That's so good. Yes. That's so good. <laughs> Um, well, that brings that us to points. the end of our episode. Yeah, plot points. Plot points. Uh, that was um, Thank you. I just want to ask, what do you guys want people to take away from your holiday album? Um, that the year has been a rough one, but we can still we can still wring a little bit of fun out of it. Yeah, and I would say um, never give up on your dreams of doing a project with your best friend from his bedroom. 
Yeah. Cool. That could be taken a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> well, we're very excited for this. Thank you so much for joining us and talk about it. Um, again, it is the award-winning holiday album. Um, you can find that wherever music is, um, including Spotify and Apple Music. Well right done. done. Yeah, you'll um, also you can, be able to find physical copies. We have a limited number of physical copies uh, through my website. I'm going to try to figure out how to get them on Marissa's website as well, but martythomas.com, you can order them through. And um, there are just a few of those, but I like a physical CD in my hands. Sure, definitely. Yeah. And again, we'll also link you out to their uh, to their Instagram so that you can get um, all that information there too. So martythomas.com and then at Marty and Marissa. Um, and then Marissa, what's your website for everybody? MarissaRosen.com. Yeah, pretty, pretty straightforward, everybody. Um, yeah. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait for this album. We love you too. We are so happy to have had you, Marissa. It I'm is so a, happy. This is so. We fun. would have you on again in a second, whenever you want. We can have you on without Marty. That'd be more exciting potentially. <laughs> um, but Marty, thanks for joining us again. We had a blast. Um, you can find us at Broad Wasted. Find us on. Uh, uh, all things like Patreon, like Instagram, like uh, Twitter. Check out our fleets. I don't know. We are uh, on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a weird development. Yeah, yeah that's a different. Um, that's a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, our our Facebook group, and then of course um, we end every episode with a quote. Um, Candy Cane Lane, bring a friend this holiday. Bring a friend who loves to play. We'll eat all the candy canes. Oh, Candy Cane Lane, bring a friend this holiday. Bring a friend who loves to play. We'll eat all the candy canes. Candy Cane Lane will eat candy canes. I love Sia. That's Sia. Um, I went off of the Puppies Are Forever uh, there, but I can't wait. Um, You can, of course, uh, find us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. Yeah, thank you. Um, but uh, again, I really can't express how much fun I have, uh, especially when we have someone who's been on and some uh, new friends. I love that. Um, well, uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Check out again their album, the award-winning holiday album. Uh, and we end every episode, we raise a glass. And we say, Zootoop. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. Yes. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.